so much more. I'm Jody Nisnik. This is a podcast designed to help you create space for God. Jesus, in some of his last words, found in John 16, 12, stated, There is so much more I want to tell you. He then pointed to the Spirit as the one who would come, who would further his teaching by bringing his word to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth through his word. I'm so excited that you've joined us for this short series that we're doing reflecting on some passages that I was drawn to in the New Testament. Today, we are going to be doing an imaginative prayer experience. And so if you haven't done imaginative prayer before, I want to invite you to go ahead and pause the podcast here and go back and listen to the introduction podcast where I walk you through all the details. But before we get started today, I also want to give you a little context for this passage. So this passage is found in the Gospel of Luke, and it is recording the announcement of Jesus's birth. So you'll notice that there's a few people in this passage. The first is Elizabeth. Now we're told in previous verses to this one that she's a righteous woman, that she's very old, and that she has been unable to have children. Well, she is miraculously pregnant now, and six months pregnant, with a baby boy who will become the Apostle John, who in other scriptures we learn is the one who has been sent to prepare the way for Jesus. The second person in the narrative is Mary. Mary is betrothed to Joseph. Now, betrothal's a little different than engagement here, but it's similar. It's just more firm of a commitment. It's actually their considered husband and wife at this point. It would take a divorce decree to separate the betrothal, but they don't live together and therefore they're not acting like husband and wife quite yet, which means she is a virgin. She's also most likely a pretty young teenage woman because Jewish women in her day and age got married quite young. She is also related to Elizabeth. Now, the third character in the story is an angel who is named Gabriel. Gabriel's been sent to tell Mary that she will become the mother of Jesus. Now, it's important to note that when Gabriel makes this announcement to Mary, he is making sure that she knows exactly who he's talking about because he calls Jesus God's son and he says that he will be the son of the Most High and that he will reign forever. So as a Jewish woman, she would have understood that Gabriel was talking about Jesus being the Messiah, the one they had been waiting for. Now, as a reminder, I'm going to guide you every step of the way through this experience in God's word. Now, before we get started, I want to invite you just to take a deep breath, to sit in a relaxed yet attentive posture, allowing all the thoughts and distractions of your day and of the week to just fade away. Go ahead and take another deep in and out breath. And let me pray for us. Oh Lord, we invite you in to this space. Pray that your Holy Spirit would guide and lead us as we hear your word. Lord, would you direct our imagination? Would you direct our thoughts? And would you help us to notice what it is that you want us to notice today? 
Thank you for your living and active word. Amen. Well, the first time I read this passage to you, I want to invite you to just listen to the story and let it unfold in front of you. So this is a reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Now, the second time that I read this passage, I want you to try to let the scene unfold in front of you in your imagination, kind of like a movie. Noticing who is there, imagining what it looks like, it smells like, it feels like, trying to engage all of your senses to let this scene come to life in your sanctified, God-given imagination. So again, a reading from Luke 1, 26-38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered, what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, 
and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. As I read this passage a third time, I want to ask you to let the Lord lead you to be and experience this passage from the perspective of either Mary or perhaps your kind of a fly on the wall type observer. And I, I want to encourage you, even if you're a man, not to shy away from the Lord kind of letting you experience this passage as if you were Mary, because Gabriel's bringing some monumental news to her, and that is something that we can all experience. And so imagine that you are one of these two people, just let the Lord draw you there, and then see and hear and feel and experience as much as you can from the perspective of one of these people. And at the end of this reading, I will give you some space to go and have a conversation with the Lord in your imagination, kind of in the space that you have imagined. So again, a reading from Luke 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. 
even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So take a moment now to stay in the scene in your mind's eye and go and talk to Jesus about what has been stirred in your heart and in your mind and give him space to speak back to you. I'll give you a few minutes to do that now. Thank Jesus for the time that you've had with him. And now I'm going to read the passage one final time. And this time, just allow yourself to rest in Jesus' deep and abiding love for you. So again, a reading from Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. 
Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Now, as always, I do just want to give you one quick word of caution. So I invited you to have Jesus speak back to you. And I do hope that you had a deep and rich and real conversation with the Lord and that it was a two-way conversation. I think any deep relationship that we have with God should be a conversation where we speak and we listen. Now, if you felt like the Lord said something to you, I want to invite you to do two things. The first is to weigh whatever words that he spoke over you against other scriptures. And the second is to invite someone in, to ask them to pray and discern with you if these are really the Lord's words, especially if this is something that feels bigger than normal. Imaginative prayer can be a powerful experience because it invites us to slow down and really enter into the story in the text to savor God's word. And so I hope that this was a rich and meaningful experience for you. I want to invite you to join me in listening to the Companion Podcast, where I am going to have a conversation with Amy Hayes about her experience in this passage. Amy is an entrepreneur, she's a business owner, she's a speaker, and she's just an incredibly gifted follower of Jesus. And so I'm really excited to introduce you to her and for her to share her thoughts with us. I want to also invite you to keep listening because we're getting ready to start a series on the story and the life of Joseph found in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis. And we're going to do eight um, scripture readings and conversations on the life of Joseph. So I'm really excited to launch that series. That'll start next week. So keep coming back. And as always, I would love it if you would like, share, comment on this podcast. Um, your reviews help other people find us. And so if this is meaningful to you, 
Would you take a moment and do that for us? Well, thank you so much for joining me on So Much More, where Jesus has so much more to say to us, and we are creating space to listen. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.